Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We've come to the end of another year, and we have to do a self-evaluation about the things that we feel are important to us as a nation and as a community and as individuals. We have to determine what steps we need to take to make this upcoming year one that we can be proud of. So often we enter one year into the other without doing any major changes to correct some of the things that have let us collect lackluster opportunity to do something great. And I'm just going to say to you that we need to find out or figure out what do we do to make the black community great again? What do we do to to increase our momentum and take control of our communities, take control of our lives so that we don't look for others to do something to make life better for ourselves? How do we hold off people who want to take us back to a time where we had little conversations and little to do 
with the direction of America. We have to stand up and be counted. And this upcoming year is an opportunity to do that. We have succeeded in a few places like Virginia, Alabama, New Jersey, and the like. But where will we go from here to make our communities great? Welcome back, Mr. Higgins. Uh, It's been a while, and I just want to, you know, use this day and this opportunity as a springboard going into the upcoming year uh, to evaluate our past and to interpret where we should go from here to make our strides even greater uh, than the ones that we've taken. So I'd like for you to just do an evaluation of what it was that you thought were the ills of our community as we sit back and we watch the fact that there is a serious problem in Chicago. We have a lot of problems uh, about self-hatred. We have to learn to come together and be one and love one another and look forward to seeing the positive things that are happening in the lives of African-Americans as individuals and look to be supportive of the people who are doing things and making changes in our world for us and the better. So I just want to welcome you, uh, Mr. Higgins, and just say that, uh, you know, we want to just uh, be ready and prepared as we go into this new year to use the things that you share with us as a springboard into helping us develop some positive things in the uh, black community. Well, thank you for having me again, Mr. Deshay. I'd like to say Happy New Year to yourself and everyone. Um, yeah, and I and I agree with you that we should um, take this time, at this point in time, to reflect on what we're going to do better in the new year. Um, this past year, you know, we've seen a lot of changes in um, the American government. We've seen a lot of things that we thought couldn't happen happen. And and with this, what we've seen, we have to realize how we're going to internalize what we've seen and utilize it to motivate us so we can put ourselves in better positions in this upcoming year. You know, no longer could we, you know, sit idly by and just, you know, pretend as if everything is, you know, you know, going along hunky-dory. We have to start realizing that in our communities, we have to become active personally. We have to take personal responsibility for ourselves and try to correct what we see is wrong in our community on our own without without cameras, without accolades, without, you know, someone acknowledging. Just doing it, do it for the purpose. For the sole purpose was the right thing to be done. And that's why I'm here tonight, for the simple fact that, you know, the U.S. Army, you lead by example. And one thing one thing we have to do in our community this, this year is lead by example. So tonight, instead of going out and reveling with everyone else, I'm here tonight, you know, to bring the new year in, doing the same thing I proposed last year, you know, trying to bring information and education to our community. Because if we look around... In terms about economically, you know, as a community, it might be, we we might be better off. We might be 
we can knock me sound when we worry the past. But morally as a community, we have lost our morals and our values. And without that, we won't be able to move on any further as a people. And we won't be able to hold on to what we have already accomplished. We're in a... Um, we're in an age where we heard a, a term this year called culture, culture misappropriation, or, or terms of that matter, where where they blatant, people blatantly said, you know, they're utilizing other means to promote our culture. They're changing the face of our culture. So it's up to us as individuals and collectively to start documenting our own history, start helping our children in, in our communities, not just our, ch- our own personal children, but ch- children in our community. Have the same tenacity to help someone else's child as you have to help, help your own, help the elders in our community. We, You know, these are the things that we have to do when we look back at 2017, start realizing that we start to be an awareness, you know, in terms of stuff like certain populations and the African the African the black community, you know, now there um ICE is going around, you know, rounding people up who the documentation on is incorrect. You know, so we have to realize that, you know, a lot of things in this new in this American society that we've been become accustomed to are now on the verge of change. And that's what we have to we have to stay ahead of the curve so that we can prepare for the change. Uh, Mr. Higgins, how do we go about correcting the damage that has been done to a lot of our inner cities to the point where young people just don't have faith or belief in the educational system? Uh, I believe that the educational system works, but how do we get them to buy into it again uh, when it is the, to me, it is the most honest place to go to in order to get the success that people need in order to gain economic control over themselves. But how do we get young people to recognize that through education, be it uh, skilled or or, um, college, adult education or college, how do we get them to recognize it as a way to make sure you gain economic control over your life without putting your life at risk through the criminal justice system? Well, one of the direct ways of making sure that our young people know that education is effective is by people who have received these educations from our community going back into the community and making sure that the young people see the benefits from education. Much of what we see in terms about the direction of our young people comes from their interpretation of society. So many of our young people are disenfranchised with the norms of society, with the education system, because they see no personal benefit from it. So we have to start being um, present in the community, 
on the weekends, in the evenings. And we have to start working with these young people and start being proactive instead of reactive in terms about ushering them into fields or vocations that will enable them to be able to hold, to be to have careers in, in society. It's up, it's up to us. You know, you know, when we want young people to respect education, we as a people have to collectively have to respect education. So when they talk any asking questions. Um that's that's something that you know as a community we we haven't embraced that and shown its positive effects. So when the young people disenfranchise education, it's because they they see no tangible results through education. So we have to start creating our own institutions and our own in, um, environments where we're producing better students. We have to start. We have to start policing ourselves and our community. We can no longer just go to state agencies and say, "Well, this is the problem." We have to start taking accountability for ourselves. If we want something done in our community, we have to do. We have to start doing it ourselves. And that's the most important in terms about if we want people to respect education, we have to start. We have to start showing young people the benefits of education. Many young people have no idea that education correlates to employment and career. As they go on through school, they have no idea. So we as adults have to understand that. We have to be privy to information that we understand that the young people are not connecting this education to the latter success. And once we understand that, we'll become proactive in terms about finding ways, about creating ways for them to be receptive to to education as a means of success. So it's it's up to us. It's up to us as the elders. We have to start creating uh, intergenerational communication between the the elders, the middle age, and the youth. We have to we have to start making a, a conduit information between that, and need to start alleviating some of these things. We have to start the churches in our community start being proactive in the community. And not just houses of worship, and actually come out into the community, and not even expect anything from the community, but come show the very thing that 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 they profess, show love and understanding, and judge not. And that's what we that's what we need in our community. We need a lot, a lot less more judgmental and a lot more healing. Well, Mister Higgins, you know, as I do my own self evaluation. I recognize that I am here as a result of the elementary school I went to, the middle school that I went to, the high school I went to, and the college. And as I exceeded in each one of those and finished college, it put me in a position uh, to go after a job that could take care of me and feed me and feed my child and uh, the woman I loved and provide me a an opportunity after retirement. Now that I've entered retirement, I recognize that I have to grasp hold of another level of education to create a economical opportunity for me as a retiree. And so when I look at that, I recognize that I have to be diligent, diligent 
and getting an education and renewing my my knowledge to obtain even more wealth using my brain. And I just feel like it's important that we pass that on to our children, helping them to understand that they cannot waste their their elementary years, their middle school years, their high school years. They have to be diligent, diligent in obtaining the education they need to use it for a lifetime. Education is something that pays off for you until you're no longer here. And that's the story we have to tell our kids and telling them trying to race to 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 be successful in the short race. They have to grab hold of the tools that can give them success in the long term. Well, that's you're you're exactly correct, and that's the reason why I said that we have to, in terms of us people like yourself, and not just which I know you are, but other others like you, have to come into the communities, go into the schools, allowing young people to see the success associated with education. Many of the people in the inner city schools have no idea that education is a conduit to success. Many of them come through through it and see it as a burden. They see it as a burden. And being that they see it from this perspective, it's hard for them to correlate that this endeavor will never eventually make me successful. So when we understand that from their perspective as a child, as the youth, who can't who can't see twenty five? Who can't see thirty? Who can't even see next week? Who lacks who lacks the maturity and the patience to be able to follow through and complete tasks? We have to understand that we have to to slowly walk them through these parameters so that they can become successful. Much of what we see in 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 the, in the cities, why people aren't aren't um how we say um privy to one in, in indulge in, in, in education is because they don't see any meaning success from it many of the many of the young the, the, the young men in our community when they look ten years ahead of them they look ten years ahead of that they don't see successful black men so being that they don't see successful black men they see no reason for being for taking part in education. Successful black men in our community is, is something that's far and few and in between. So this is a more tangible result of the benefits of education by seeing successful role models in the community. But when the people in the community that they deem as successful are involved in other endeavors, this is what motivates the children. This is what motivates them to be basketball players. This is what motivates them to be rappers. You know, and... On the superficial, on the facade, these are, are for some people, these are okay endeavors to, to go into. But these can't be the, the majority of our children cannot be focused on two main industries to try to to try to to try to be successful in. We have to show them other avenues. We have to show them success in chemistry. We have to show them success in in engineering. 
we have to show them success in so many different um, venues so that they can see themselves at this. Much as what we see uh, is, 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 is the fact that we don't see it is because they don't see it. And the fact that they don't see successful success in their scope, this is why they don't, they don't try to obtain it. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back and continue our conversation. We're in a period of time where we have to take control of our lives, control of our communities, control of our cities and states, and look to do what it takes to make our world a better place for those of us of color. Not that we want to somehow reduce the enjoyment that other races have, but we just want our slice of the apple pie. We want that part that we deserve, and we want the best part we deserve by doing what we need to do that's best for our community. Uh, We'll be right back and continue our conversation.
Just a Thought by James T. Deshay. There are times when happenstance creates life-changing opportunities. It is important to keep your eyes and ears open to those moments so you can grasp the golden ring as it passes by. Don't allow your past to create doubt of the possibility of a new roadway to success. The magic in life keeps the universe open to changes in direction in everyone's life. No one has a market on what is required to make life worth living. We all have to obtain a focus and work toward the dream. Each day gives us a 24-hour reset. Evaluate the day before and determine if the same steps should be repeated. Just fully understand that our Creator does not have favorites. The universe is prepared to favor the efforts we all make daily. My steps can't be rewarded any more than anyone else's. Just believe that you deserve to have your dreams come true. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock West Coast Time, Saturday and Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 o'clock West Coast Time. Please call in to 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear. Please visit my website www.jamestdeshay2.com That is www.jamestdeshay2.com Also consider purchasing my book Thoughts, Love, and Reflection Passion, Desire, and Contemplation at the website lulu.com That's www.lulu.com I look forward to you being a part of my audience. Again, call in every day at 657-383-0309 so your voice can be heard loud and clear and unfiltered. This is James T. Deshay, the whole thoughts, love, and reflection. Cheryl, as we enter the last day of 2017, and we prepare ourselves to go into 2018, and we want to have a lot of enthusiasm and live with a lot of expectation to move forward. What, what are your thoughts as we move into this new year, hoping to change some of the things we allowed to happen to us and take us backward and gain some momentum as we look to move forward? Good evening and Happy New Year to everyone. Um, This is a good time to reflect. But um, in order to do it, to do or to make the changes, you got to first look at um, the way things were and what didn't work for you the previous year. And if it didn't work, then you got to come up with something or action to put in place to work it in that place. Because let me just take, for example, you know, a lot of times we hear people say, 
18, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to come out of debt, you know, those kind of things. But there's no action plan behind any of it. You know, what are your plans and what actions do you plan on doing to achieve that? And when we don't put any actions behind any of the changes that we want, then we're going to get the same results that we got the year before. So, you know, for me, this is a time for reflection, and I do this on a monthly basis. On my Facebook page is at the beginning of each month, I put new beginnings. Whatever we didn't do in the month, the previous month, not um, let's not no longer focus on what we didn't do. Let's now focus on what we can do. So instead of taking that big chunk for the new year, I break mine down in new beginnings once a month. And then this year, I plan on taking that month and breaking it down into every two weeks. Because sometimes when we take, when we want to do something and say it, it's so overwhelming because we don't know how to achieve it if we don't break it down. So I just think that we have to first reflect back on the things that didn't work and hoping them to work in the year of 2018. And we have so many things, you know, that we have talked about. Um, And I'm going to only say, you know, for the time that I've been a part of the show, that we all can implement in our lives. Because a lot of the things that we talked about is, taking action to um, make, to improve things within our home, within ourselves, within our community, you know, on so many different levels. But I believe that we have to reflect back and anything that we're going to do, we're going to have to put action behind the words. All right. Um, let me go to our other audience, uh, person calling 3095, 3095. Give us your name and where you're calling from. And also let us know what is it that you think we should, uh, the black community should be focusing on in order to make things better and to increase our productivity. Uh, yes, my name is Samus Wise. I'm calling from Harlem. Well, actually, first, Things that we should do to try to make the better is just take responsibility and be accountable for our actions. That's first. Second is try to unite and try to just continue on being positive and try to bring positive energy to those that don't have it and just try to share and just uplift some of our angry youth that's out there, you know. And like Miss Lady, like the lady had just said prior to me, 
we have to put action behind what we do. Because a lot of times we just use words and we just talk about it and we don't really be about it. But how I look at it, it was facts that action, when you do action, action is that's 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 the depth that's like when you use action to to doing what you're doing it brings more it brings more life to the situation because you use the action you're just not using the words or talking about yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that but when you put forth action is is more louder than just using words so all that to be all that i'm saying to be said is we just got to be more productive and just be more take on more action and just uplift our youth that's that's in the bond at the end. Uh Mr. Higgins, let me ask you what what are we what should we seek to do as individuals to prepare ourselves for the battle uh to help our kids. Number one, you know, I I know for myself that I don't read as much as I should. And I know that the read reading is a key component to increasing one's knowledge. So how do we help our young people recognize that instead of spending hours and hours in front of all these video games, that they need to set some time aside to read for understanding of this world that we live in? Um, Just by like what you said, Mr. Shea, just by doing it. You know, one of the things that um, Carter G. Woodson said in his book, Miseducation of the Negro, he said that one of the the biggest um, the biggest problem with the Negro's education has been with his lack of belief in himself. So it's the lack of belief in ourselves that prevents us from going further forward. It prevents us from accepting ourselves, accepting, respecting our abilities so that we can move forward. You know, if people in our community had to galvanize around local politics the same way they galvanize around national politics, then our communities would be stronger. We'll, we'll, we'll galvanize and we'll go out and we'll vote for the presidential election, but we won't vote for our local elections, which has more impact on our day-to-day lives. So it's about being more educated and being more proactive, just like the, both of the callers said, putting action behind the words. And we have to, have to understand what's preventing us from moving forward, and that's the lack of belief in ourselves. That's the lack of belief in someone like ourselves can move us forward. If we want to see a better schools, better education, then it's in the local politics that we have to start addressing our, our energies at. Because that's where the money goes for our local schools. That's where the money goes for our, our, our local municipalities. That's local politics dictate that. We have to start, start like you said, we have to start reading. We have to start be, become proactive. We have to start reading by example. We have to start realizing that. We're wasting endless hours of our lives through entertainment. We're we're losing the capability of changing what we do not like through being sedated through entertainment. Entertainment. 
We live vicariously through entertainers instead of actually living our lives ourselves. So it is up to us to to understand that if if we don't if we don't start looking inside ourselves for our greatness, looking inside our communities for our greatness, we will continue to give our power away. We we watch we watch, we applaud so many celebrities and so many of sports stars and these people of that nature, but don't have the same admiration for the people in our communities, for the teachers in our communities, for the elders in our communities, for the people that we live on a day-to-day basis with. And these are the things that we have to change. And those things are easy to change. It's just about having someone being bold enough to make the change. Somebody being confident enough in themselves to say, you know what, book and read it. I can go help the elders. I can go help the youth. You know, that's what we have to do in our community. We have to start holding people responsible, accountable about in terms about um for families and responsibilities. We can no longer, uh, you know, applaud philandering and and, and, and marital breakdown and, and, ce- and celebrating, you know, adultery and things of that nature. We can no longer applaud that. We have to realize how that affects our children. We have to realize how just li- allowing all of these images that we allow, that we applaud the, our celebrities, we applaud our actors, but we we also we have to realize that they are extremely detrimental to our children. Our children internalize these behaviors that they see on these on, on these television shows and these video games and in this entertainment world. And it's not, and it's and it's coming in our community, and it's bringing down the morality of our community. It's bringing down our values in our community, and we have to, and we have to, and we have to start working towards that. We have to start realizing that we're working against each other, and once, and we have to stop working against each other, and start applauding each other and appreciating each other for the strength that God has given us. Uh, Cheryl, when we listen to Mr. Higgins, and and also recognize that. We have to find a way to to encourage young people to fight for educating themselves every day. Again, I need to uh, increase my knowledge and my understanding through my ability to read and uh, read more often and look for solutions in the everyday problems that I have and focus on those things. And how do we... uh, increase that same understanding with our young people and the people who we run across to help them understand that only through education and knowledge do they get the success uh, that they need economically and morally. Well, I think first, you know, we have to be examples. Um, We want them to teach, catch us reading. You know, we can't tell them about reading if we never read. Um, you know, a lot of things we as parents can't talk about until we blew in the face. But if we are showing, or if we're setting those examples, they are more likely to be reinforced with us talking about it as well. Make that available. You know, 
um, go to the library with your children. Um, find out what it is that they're interested in and do a, a book of the month, you know, where they get a book every month mailed to the house based upon that, um, making frequent trips to the um, library. Make books a part of your home. You know, if you want to, if you're trying to encourage them to read, but there's no books around, you know, you have such a tough job in convincing them about reading. And like I said, let them catch you reading because that would interest them. Um, bring up topics, you know, and I tell, you know, here, I talk about it here on this platform many a times. The same conversations that we have here, I bring it to my son in the household, you know, because I want to find out, you know, his feelings on these topics. So, and sometimes we investigate them a little bit more even after the show. So we have to set that example, and we have to really set that example when they are young. You know, that's just like my daughter. My daughter bought my um, grandson um, that's two years old. Everything she bought him was educational, but she didn't buy him anything that was electronic. She bought him um, where he can start writing on an eraser board to trace his alphabet. She bought books for him to read. She bought some of the same things that she remembered me um, presenting in the household of learning your alphabet, learning your phonics. You know, when my kids were coming up, it was very important to know their phonics. And how it was done was I just took index cards. I put the alphabet on the refrigerator, on the cabinet, on you know, different thing on the television. You had to say the alphabet, sound it, before you could even open up the cabinet, before you could turn on the TV, before you can do different things. And it became, they came accustomed to it with knowing, you know, the alphabet along with the phonics. Because once they know how to uh, pronounce the alphabet, it makes it much easier for the next level of reading. When they see a word that they don't know, they know how to pronounce it out. So, I mean, and this this was just very, very cheap index cards. You buy at the store and you just draw, you know, you put that on there yourself. But um, so I know that was one thing that helped them to be able to know the alphabets, know their phonics, put together and sound out words when they were reading, and this was teaching them education, but also the wisdom of our older people. We so forget, you know, bringing them to the grandparents and letting them sit before them and listen to the stories because they are so more true and accurate from them than what we read in the books as far as history because they have lived them. 
So we got to set the examples. We got to present those things to the younger people, and then they got to catch us in the midst of doing those things. And how we would stay committed is to do so many books a month on what interests you and start doing it yourself. And I know it can be tough because I can remember when I first started reading the Bible, it was so frustrating, you know, reading and understanding. I would cry. I would put it down, but I would pick it back up again. I was committed to doing it until I could get it. And that's how we got to help our young people because they're not going to automatically receive it, you know, Mm -hmm. but we got to show them and be the example. Amen. Higgins, let me ask you, as we uh, look at this upcoming year and recognizing that there's too much on the line for us to fail, how do we start to itemize the things that we need to work on uh, as we start the month of January and start the momentum that's needed to encourage our kids to do better, uh, to be a positive force in the community, to open the eyes of those who just seemingly believe uh, that uh, there's too many uh, things going against them to even try? Well, one way that we could do, we could start off 2018 by doing that is by keeping the lick in the cabinet and pulling out your Bibles. Going to church (laughs) tonight instead of going to hang out. You know, going back home, you know, and pulling out your Bibles and reading and start reading and and start working collectively as a unit. You know, we often applaud corporate America, corporate America, you know, as the saviors, as the rich guys. But corporate America is just a bunch of pe- people cooperating, cooperating with a, with, a, with a common goal, a common agenda. So if we, were, we want to see something. We have to be the change that we want to see. Oftentimes, as, um, as I've, as I've edified myself and I'm going on this journey, people will always hit me with the moniker that I want to change the world. And I do. But I know that in changing the world, I can only change the world by changing myself. I can't change what other people do, but I could change. I could be the example of the change that I want to see. So I might not be able to change you. I might not be able to tell you to directly change. But if I want to see change, I become that change. And that's what we have to do. We have to become that change that we want to see. We have to be it. We have to live it. And then we have to own it. You know, and one, and like my brother says, you know, we have to own it. And once you own it, it becomes yours. And once it becomes yours, you can do it as you please with it. So the thing about it is, is that the same way we've owned ignorance, we need to know, we need to own intelligence. And this is what we have to do as a people. You know, education as a people is frowned upon. It's frowned upon as a people because in our community, most of the people that are educated socially don't relate to the people who are uneducated. 
So being that there's people who are educated socially are ostracized from the people who are uneducated, it makes uneducated people say, I will, I'm going to take another route for success. So we have to recognize that. But we have to rec- we have to recognize that also as the people who are uneducated that as long as we remain uneducated, we will suffer. See, we, we see we co- correlate education with socialization. Education and socialization are two different things. But in our education system, we are socialized. So what happens is that we are socialized to interpret that education as a certain type of behavior, a certain type of mannerisms. And those mannerisms and that behavior is what prevents young people from wanting to accept education. It prevents them from wanting to 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 acquiesce to higher levels. Why? Because they feel it's not it's leaving who they truly are. So we have to start showing, uh, giving examples of people who are educated, who are connected to the community, who still have, who are still have the personalities that will have be able to connect to the young people to make them embrace education. It's our job. We, if any of our children are suffering, if any of our people are suffering. That means we all are suffering. We are, and money is not going to change it. If money was going to change it, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen the changes that Michael Jackson went through. If money was going to change it, we wouldn't see the changes that the little Kim is going through, and other entertainers have metamorphosized into people that look different than the way we first came into entertainment business. So unless we start to love ourselves. Unless we start to face the demons, to face the insecurities that allow us to be manipulated, to participate in things that that denigrate our morals and denigrate our values, then we're going to continue to continue to see what we see. I'm here tonight because I I'm tired of seeing what I, I'm seeing, and it will start tonight. But tonight we're going to show our young people again that we're going to spend our time drinking and partying. If we want our young people to see some change, then we need to stop drinking and partying because they aspire to that. They aspire to what they see. So we have to show them something better. Like take it in. I don't know how to All right, uh, Terrence, let me uh, ask you what What do you think the uh, steps we need to take uh, to, to intervene in these young people's lives who pass by us uh, on a daily basis? Uh, how do we reach out to them on an individually basis, one on one, to let them know that there's a better way and let them understand how valuable their lives are? Uh, in a lot of cases, these kids just don't value, value the, themselves as individuals. Well, Mr. Deshay, first we got to just talk, communicate, reach out to them, let them know that we love them, even though we don't got to know them, but we can relate to them because they're a product of the environment. And you know what I mean? 
and just let them know that, you know what I mean, even though it get greater later, you know what I mean, don't give up. Just believe in yourself, you know what I mean, have faith, you know. Sometimes we might have to pull them up, take them in a storm bomb of soda, you know, they appreciate that. Just to get them to, you know, understand our story and we can understand their story so that way we can relate. Let them know that we relate to them and, 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 and don't give up. You know what I mean? It, it, it's hard. And, and, and it's less community. It's less, it used to be a lot of community centers. It used to be a lot of programs they could go to. Now is, is, is all it is is social media. It's not no more schools that's really helping these, these institutions that they got now is like charter schools. And it's not, it's not, it's not like it used to be. It's not fun no more for them. So being that it's not fun no more for them, they trying to find fun in different ways, and that that's not the right ways that they find it fun. You know what I'm saying? You know, before when they used to have community opening up, it's open community centers after school programs. We need more of that. We need more of talking to the board of education to to have people to keep the schools open a little longer and. You know what I mean? So these kids can have somewhere to go do their homework, play pool, play ping pong. Like when I was growing up, they had all types of games, Connect Four and and and, Huga, and all Domino, all that stuff. Now they ain't even thinking about games. All they think about is the phone, the social media, who is going on and what's rappers doing this and all this lean and syrup drinking. And I mean, this is the things that's that's trying to move in and push out the fun. So the kids is. You know what I mean? That and 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 that's was where where they fallen victim at, and 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 you know they just been they they angry they you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of that that's not there no more. That's making these kids feel like they ain't got nobody. You know they can't even go to nobody and talk. So I would say what I'll be trying to do and what I do is what I feel my job is and my purpose here. Is to is is to talk to some of the kids, go to these projects and go to these parks and and, and see the kids sitting there, yo, you know, just like my brother did. My brother went way out to Philadelphia. Don't never been to Philly, never been to Philly. Don't even know where to go. He went out there. He met a friend. He the friend. He asked the friend. Um, the friend said, "Where you want to go? Cause I gotta go take care of some. I know we came out here to meet." Or the meeting, but I gotta go take this, and I'll pick you up where you wanna go. My brother said, "Take me to the, take me to the worst place, man. Take me to the place where where we need to go at." So the so the guy looked at him like, "What you mean, man? Take me wherever. Where's the worst place? Drop me off in the middle of the hood. That's where." The man dropped him off in the middle of the hood, and my brother spoke to them guys, spoke to them young youth out there on the on the street corner. Don't know them. Just went up to them and just told brother, it's gonna be alright, brother. Brother, y'all don't need to do this. So a couple, and, and and another some other some other kids came from another block ready to fight these other kids. My brother in the middle of it said, Nah, we not gonna do this. Now this man ain't never been out here. He's in the middle of nowhere, don't know nobody, and just talked it and wrecked us out and, and gave the problem a solution. Let's talk. We don't got to do this. We, we not out here for this, man. Let's all try to work together, man. Let's try to build, build something. Let's believe. You want to be a rapper? Well, rap. You want to be a singer? Sing. You want to be an a, a architect? You want to draw? Draw. Don't ever let your dream go past. 
So this is what I'm saying. This is what we got to have more of. We got to have more Hassans. We got to have more talents. We got to have more people to, to do action, like go into these churches and ask the, the pastors and ask them, please, can we open an after-school program for at least for two hours so when the kids get out of school, they can do their homework and peace and play a little game and then eat a snack and go home and watch TV. This is what it is. These kids ain't getting that no more. So this is where it's evolving to. It's, it's, it's going in the wrong direction. So we just got to have more communication with the youth. All right. Yeah, the youth is disrespectful. They, they could be. They could be. They angry, though. And, 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 and it sometimes do scare off. It scare off people. People get, get intimidated by the young youth and thinking that, oh, they disrespectful. I ain't going, nah. They, they, they got love. It's, 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 that's the outside. That's the outside. But when we talk to them, they got a heart, man. They got a, they got a heart. It's just that they express themselves differently. That's it. They express, I bet you if you sit down and talk to one angry kid and he, and he confess and tell you everything was going on, and once he get it out and you tell him I love you, man, that man might change, man. I'm here to change, I'm here to change the youth. I'm here to, to let them know, man. Listen, man, I done been there, man. I, I come from where you come from, man, and I've seen it, and I see where it's going at, and you don't have to be that, man. Ah, I talk to them. I talk to the kids in the project. I tell them, you know, even if I'm scared, to, even if I'm scared, I don't let them know I'm scared, but I still talk to them and let them know, listen, man, I did that, man. This way ain't going to get nowhere, man. You know, so this is all I'm just saying. We just got to have more more institutions to open up doors for, for after-school programs and more more things like that. And that's what, that's what Hassan talking about. These rappers that's coming up out of these neighborhoods is moving to California and going over here. They're not giving back or they're not utilizing their financial, or they, their capitalism. They're not bringing it and building certain institutions or trying to open programs or trying to, you know, have free concerts to let you know what I mean this is the thing you gotta give back to the community. And it's not and it's not happening. Back then they used to have these they used to have all this um unity rap, self destruction. We had it for self destruction. This is back in the days. See, your public enemy, all of them, they talked about this a long time ago. KRS one. Everybody talked about it. You know what I mean? Because they knew what it was about. So once that, that's not there no more, it's all gone. We got to bring all that back. We got to just start just talking and showing love, man. Like, you know what I mean? And, and that, that's, 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 that's what it is. And I, I'm going to continue to do my part. I, I've been gone. I, I, I did 13 years. And before that, I did four years. I, I learned my lesson. It took me, it took that for me to really learn, like, to, to learn and to see and the to, to understand human life and what they going through. Like, you know what I mean? Them youth is out there. Them was my kids, man. I'm them. I am them. I tell a kid, yo, I'm you, man. You know what I mean? So I, it, it took all that for me to be like, damn, you know, I, I got to make a change. Like, like I tell you, man, I don't want my legacy to be a well-known person who was involved in drugs or ran with the wrong people. I'm not going to make no excuses. You know what I mean? I just want to come and make a change and, and, and to do my part. You know what I mean? And to help people to do more part, to pass it on. You know what I mean? 
I like people to laugh. I, I'm the person that like to laugh. I like to joke. You know what I mean? So I, I try to bring all that in, in, inside the kids' life. I like to see them laugh. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of pedophiles out there. There's a lot of weirdos that's doing things to girls. And I mean, it's it's, it's just it's just crazy. But I don't let I don't want them. I always tell them I don't don't always believe and have faith, man. Don't ever give up, man. Don't ever give up. Just because it stops you, don't let it stagnate you. You fall, get up. Don't stay down. That's all I, you know what I mean? And when they hear me, yeah. We're going to go to our our break, and we'll come back and continue our conversation. We got a new caller on the line. So, caller, I'm coming to you, Uh, 6807. I'll be coming to you right after the break.
Love and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Uh, Victoria, we, we are coming to you uh, after this break. We're talking about how we can have an impact uh, as we go into 2018 on our young people and on our communities to start getting the momentum that is necessary to be victorious over the likes of Donald Trump and others who want to take us backwards. How do we save our youth from disparity and uh, allowing them uh, this, what seems to be a non-continuous uh, road into, into the cr- criminal justice system? So what do we need to do as individuals, as young people pass uh, by our pathway, and we, and, and we need to get started in our communities? What are your thoughts as we enter this time where we cannot sit on the sideline any longer? Well, I'm raised, right now I'm raising a 15-year-old, my 15-year-old grandson, and I have him back into church. That's something a lot of parents is not doing right now, getting these young kids back in the church too, letting them praise God, keeping them out of trouble, showing that they don't need to be out there being being reckless. There's other, other things and other ways they could do it. They could go to church. We could start opening up new programs for these kids because, like, like China said, there's no programs for these for these kids out here, there's no after-school program. It's hard to try to get these kids into things, you know. If it's not through the phone or the computer, we have to take them back old school. I think that's the best way now because letting them come up the way they're coming up, they're not going to know our, our history. That's being lost now. And we have to bring it back. We have to get new programs set up for these kids out here so they'll learn, they'll know about our history, they'll learn, they'll finish school, because a lot of them don't want to finish school. And their parents yeah. is not on them like I'm on my, my grandkids, you know. Mm-hmm. I have six of them. Five of them, all of them graduated high school. I got one more who's 15. Mm-hmm. I just have to get him through, and he's doing he's doing good now. You know, he doesn't he's not out there hanging out in the streets. He, I'm homeschooling him. He's doing good. His grades is good. I'm doing the best I can. I teach him. I teach him that he doesn't need to be out there running with games. There's other things we could do. And that's and I'm teaching him old school morals, you know. Respect you our know. elders. Let's let's do this, you know. Let's get back into let's get back into church, you know. God is always there, you know. We have mm-hmm. to get the kids to to start praying again, to go get mm-hmm. back in the church, and 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 other stuff like that. Because we're losing our youth, and we don't need to lose them because they they are. They are our tomorrow. Amen. Uh, Mr. Mr. Higgins, let me ask you, as uh, uh, Victoria made these statements, the thing that comes to mind is to me is that we have to be honest that there is a lot of fun in, in being immoral and doing out there in the streets and out there, but there's short-term benefits. 
seeing, and sometimes it's hard to sell the long-term benefit, like Victoria was saying about being in the church and doing the right thing and getting educated. Those come with long-term benefits. So how do we get this youth to see uh, that, you know, you got to run the race, the long race, and not the short race? Uh, because in the end, the short race will bring you a lot of tragedy and despair and hardship. Well, Mr. Deshade, one of the, one of the ways to do it, there's many ways to start helping our youth. But if you want to get their attention, come out your pocket. You know what I mean? Like like Terrence said, you know what I'm saying? Buy them something. Do something for them. You know, we live in a world where, you know, and, and do something for them, but don't expect nothing from them. See, you know, our young people are growing up in a world where they understand there's nothing from nothing leaves nothing. So they're not trying to invest their time in nothing that's not going to give them nothing back immediately. So we got to understand that if you want to help them, do something for them. Show them some love. Show them some appreciation. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm born and raised in Harlem, New York. And in Harlem, New York is um, well known for a lot of different things. But one of the things that, you know, when they talk about the nefarious side, the notorious people, the infamous people from the community, one thing they never speak about these people is what the, the love that they showed the community how they did things in the community, how they helped the community, how they paid people bills, how they did block parties, how they, you know, did basketball games and things of that nature. This is, this is, this is, and this, and this is the reciprocation, this is the reciprocation of what they were shown. So even though these people were involved in criminality, in criminal enterprise, they still show the community love. Why? Because the same thing, that's what they were shown. And we're not going to see love from our children until we start showing them love. We're going to sure. start seeing what we want from our from our from our youth until we start representing it for them. Like I said tonight, we about to show them a, a whole lot of nonsense. Because what tonight, all they see in us is getting ready to go party, getting ready to get drunk, coming back home drunk and party and this that and the other. And what is that? How is that showing them how they need to be prepared for the new year? So we went. We gotta lead by example. We got. We gotta lead by example. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta show them what we want them to see. We have to show them that. If we don't show them that, then we we be playing with ourselves. We just sit on the benches and and and, and just talking and gossiping because it's just gossip unless you're working. You know what I mean? It's nothing but gossip. You know what Amen. I mean? Because 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 you got to be in there working. You got to be in there working, rolling up your sleeves and doing what you got to do. You got to meet people where they're at. You know what I mean? When people have homeless yeah. outreach and they, and they have homeless outreach and they go out to meet the homeless, they get people that's conducive to understand and meet the people where they're at. So when we're going out into our communities, we got to meet these young people where they're at. You know what I'm saying? We've got to understand that they're not, they're, they're not as educated. Their world is not as big and it's not as wide as ours. They don't have, they don't, they, yeah. they don't, they don't even know what longevity is. They don't even know what 10 years is, 5, 15, 20 years is. They have no idea what that is. And they don't have, have no idea how short they are, how quick they can go by. So if we want to see the change, we have to come out of our pocketbook. We need to be, do something for these kids. Do something. You know what I'm saying? It, it could be something simple. Give them a haircut. You know what I'm saying? Go give them a haircut. Do something. Do something to show show something that you show don't them see. You know what I mean? Because show this them. is the problem. 
this is the problem because no one's showing, no one's showing, no one's showing, and the cru- cruelty is breeding cruelty. You know what I mean? Cruelty is breeding cruelty. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. not, we not, we seeing, we seeing levels of cruelty in our community that are unprecedented. I mean, in terms about, in terms about, in terms about how we are on each other. I mean, the, the belittling of each other. You know what I mean? Some of the things that they post on social media are how we disrespect and violate each other. Almost frivolous things. We have people fighting in Chuck E. Cheese. You got people, mm-hmm. you got adults fighting amongst the children. Where mm-hmm. I, I have I, I I can't fathom that. And then you have to then you have to look at we have to look at the ideology of these people. What makes you think that this is okay? You know what I'm saying? And I grew up like I said, I grew up at home. I grew up around some of the most nefarious characters, and I know people that would that they would have never done things like that. These are some of the worst people in criminal jackets that would have never done something as stupid as that. So, so we have to do. We have to. It's not even these people are criminals. The people have lacked morals and values. They lack morals and values, and this is what our this is what our kids reflect in. Our kids are running around taking pictures, throwing up gun signs. Like that's okay. You know what I mean? We got nine year olds taking pictures, twelve year olds throwing up gun signs. Like that's okay. You know what I mean? We gotta understand that when they throwing up those gun signs, they throwing up those gun signs at another brother. They not throwing up them gun signs to shoot shoot at that to shoot at the enemy that's that's harming them. They they feel that they someone that looks like them is harming them. You know what I mean? And we gotta understand that. You know we gotta understand that we we want to we gotta be the change. We gotta be the example of the change that we want to see. And as you know what, and you conquer love, you conquer hate with love. I'm, I I now understand the the um the, the 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 ideology of Martin Luther King. With the with with the non with the nonviolent movement, I now understand it. I might not agree with all aspects of it, but now I now understand it because you can't conquer hate with hate. Hate gonna fuel more hate. Hate gonna fuel more. Hate. hate got a lot of enemies. I mean, hate got a lot of friends. There's a lot of people get on board when you want to hate, but when you start talking positive, nobody has nothing to say. So you know what I mean. So you want you gotta conquer hate with love, man. You can't conquer hate with more hate. You know what I mean? And that's right, what we, we got, got in our community. Nine seven eight six. Nine seven eight six. Give us your name and where you're calling from. And what are what are your thoughts about what we need to do in our communities as we go into twenty eighteen, uh, to bring about some positive change. Oh, well uh, y'all should know me by now, Uncle Brian. I'm down here in the Richmond, Virginia area. What's up? Um Basically, I think it is um, somewhat of, of in each community, we need to organize in a way that we can set up some type of summit, like uh, Hassan was saying, do something for them. And um, we got to spend that money. It's, it's getting these, these rappers and, and these artists and, 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 and athletes and all them, get them involved. Let them get down uh-huh. and sit down and, and and just come up with a game plan, and then we all the uh, the community uh, organizers and, and leaders and stuff need to t- turn around and sit down amongst ourselves. That's what happened with the the um, Black Lives Matter. They had no mm-hmm. organization. They didn't know which way, what they wanted. Uh-huh. They just know that it was all about uh, about. 
this uh, violence, and, and and that's what where they struggle is now. When you turn around and try to sit down and talk with them to find out what it was that they wanted, <laughs> nobody had nothing to say. Uh huh. And saying that's why I said we need to organize this from each community. Then we can get together from communities, community organizers and the community leaders get together and sit down and okay, this is what I found out what they want. Let's put uh-huh. it all together, and then we go out here and we go back to the marching. Mm-hmm. Then we gotta get some people to spend that money. We definitely have to be visible. We cannot be invisible to uh, government. We can't be invisible to our city government. We have to be visible so they know that we're not going to just be hokey doke by this what's going on. We got to be engaged by everything that's that's happening uh, so that we can make sure our communities are getting the benefits that they deserve from the government. Uh, we can talk about raising money, which is important, but our government owes us something as well. And so it is in the best interest of our communities, our cities, our states, and our countries uh, that we get to these young people and we put them on a better road. And those kind of programs that are benefiting from their incarceration needs to be ended Uh Mr. Higgins, we cannot have programs that are benefiting from our children's incarceration. I, I mean, you know, and, 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 and that's correct, Mr. Deshay. But we have to understand the matrix that that create the bit that create these programs that benefit from our children's incarceration, and that's from poor lack of education. You know what I'm saying? That's from lack of proper socialization into society. You know what I mean? So we gotta understand. You know, we have to. We if we want to. If we want to. If we want to be effective, then we have to start being effective on a local level. We can no longer. We know we screaming out the presidential election. Presidential election. The presidential election. The presidential election has nothing to do with the streets, the parks, the schools, everything. The hospitals right in our local community. The presidential election has nothing to do with that. So we have to start working. We have to start focusing on these local elections. These local elections and the, the city council elections, and more probably the city council, and not so much with the mayoral election, but the city council elections, so that we can have be effective the way we want. We have to, and we have to start, and we have to start being accountable for ourselves. You know what I mean? We have to start being a change that we want to see, and, and it, that's the bottom line. You know, it's no, it's no longer, you know, it's them over there. No, this is us. Those are our children. We're the ones getting older. We're the ones getting older. Now we're going to the doctors, right? And the doctors can't understand you. You can't understand the doctor. Why is that? Why? Because the doctor is not from the local neighborhood. You know what I mean? And we need. And why is the doctor from the local neighborhood? Because there's a lack of education. Our education has has produced young people in the, in the community that was going to be be the next doctors and be the be the next uh, um, practitioners in our community. So this is what we have to be getting effect, and we have to do to get have a, get accomplished in our communities. So that they, so that so that the next generation of people and our young people are the next dentists, next lawyers, next doctors, next engineers. Your next health practitioners, because this is this is this is, this is this is where we see a huge void, and this void has been huge, been, 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 been been filled by immigrants. So it's not like this, they 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 weren't aware of this void. 
So someone is aware of this boy because why why all these immigrants, why when you see every your local hospital, you see people with some pay stamps catering to you? Why? Because someone was aware of the void prior to you. So we need to be ahead of the curve. Because this is the reason why we don't see people in our local in our in our, in, in our local hospitals, our community hospitals, and our community practice. This is why we don't see ourselves there. Because someone dropped the ball a long time ago. So it's time for us to pick it up and do what we got to do now. Uh, Cheryl, let me ask you, uh, where are we going to find the local money in our communities uh, to help benefit these kids? I know as individuals we need to selectively find a kid that we are willing to mentor, uh, but as a community, how do we encourage our community leaders uh, to, to put up the money? Cheryl? You know, I find yeah. that, uh, I, I'm here. I find that a lot of, um, you know, just like the schools, they go within the community. Um, there's stores, um, you know, your neighborhood grocery stores, your um, banks. Those um, individuals definitely are willing to give into the community. You have the drugstores, um you have restaurants. Um, you'll be surprised, you know, going to them, and not only going to them, you do have to have the paperwork written up um, for them to do it, you know, once they agree to it. But I find that, you know, right there in your community, a lot of the businesses are willing to give something, you know, for to set up programs to do things for the children and stuff. So um, that's one of the places that I would definitely start, you know, and second would be grants, but grants of so far in between. But um, I've seen in this community where um, local businesses have sponsored kids in a lot of different um, activities, a lot of different areas that I believe that, you know, from community community, this could happen in your community as well. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and give everybody a, a final opportunity to have their last word. The company is using our great-grandmother's pickle recipe. Cucumbers, dill, peppers, and garlic. That's it. Pairing that with a Triscuit. It's been around for over 100 years. Triscuit started...
trouble so they don't go to jail and if they do go to jail try to give them try to get them some help so when they get back on the street they don't do the same thing again you know victoria that's so important we 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 know that there is a segment of our community that is going to fall prey uh to these uh criminal activities uh but we need to be able to tell them that they're not forgotten and they can be forgiven and there is a tomorrow after they come back home. And so we need to spend yes, some time is. this year yes, talking about that. Yes, it is. You know, it's always a tomorrow, and they're always forgiven for what they did. Because, I mean, some of them had to do it just just to live. And that's yeah. how I, you know, that's how I see it. I mean, I raised four grandsons, and like I said, I'm still raising the last one. The other three is doing real good. You know, and I look at these youths today, you know, when I be outside with my other grandchild and I see how they talk and they dress and I be like, oh, you know, why don't y'all play basketball? Why don't y'all do this? You know, let's, I, my grandson talks to them and want play get, play basketball and stuff with them, you know, and I'm just with doing something for the youth to keep them out of trouble because that's what we need. We need more programs for them. They have nothing out here. All right. Uh, Uncle Benny, what, what, is your, what is your final thought for this evening? Uh, <clears throat> need to uh, just get that uh, game plan together and just uh, proceed forward with that. Um, and that, that that game plan is, is, is pretty much as it is. is takes a lot of us parents to get out of here. And and, and like uh, Hassan was saying about the local races, is, you know, let's not wait every four years to go out and vote. Get out here and vote every year. 
You got you got money that can be coming into into the community for these programs if you push those politicians to bring that money in. And that's the mayors, the city council, the 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 uh, congressmen, the senators, uh, the house delegates, and things of that nature. All right, uh, Terrence, what is your final thought this evening? Uh, my final thoughts is, like I said, you just got to speak to the, to, to, to still talk to the youth. You know what I'm saying? When you see them or whatever, you know what I mean? Just, you know, just pull them in the store, buy them a soda and snack and just talk to them. Let them know that, you know, you're somebody. You're going to be somebody. I see it in you, you know. Just give them some words of encouragement. Let them know so they can pass it on to their friends and their little you know what I mean? They do. So we got to just start talking to them, too, at the same time. You know, we used to do that back in the day. We used to pull up on them and say, yo, come on, call me to the sneaker store. Call me in. You know what I mean? What you doing in school and how is school? Like, you got to talk to these little kids about You got to talk to these kids about that, man. Instead of just talking to them about, I'm going to tell your mother and you ain't going to be nothing. Hey, when they, that, when, they, you, when you tell kids that, they start believing that. Damn, man. They let me down. They tell me I ain't going to be nothing, so I might as well. Nah. Just because they wear their pants down and got a do-rag on, braids or whatever, and they running around. And nah, tell them, yo, you're going to be something. Just talk, to the, just talk to the youth, man. Just talk to them. Even if you don't got to know them. You don't got to know their mother. You ain't got to just talk to them. You know, if you stand in front of the store or you see them doing something or whatever, come on, kids. Just come on. Yeah, here go a bag of chips. Or here go a cake or something, man. You know, like my brother said, you got to go in your pocket sometimes. You know what I mean? Just to get their attention. And once you get their attention, you got to execute. Execute the situation. You know what I mean? You observe it, you execute it, and then you let it go, and then they're going to pass it on. That's it. Simple. Just like my uncle said, stick to the game plan. Communication, programming, and showing them love, man. Just express some love. You know what I mean? It don't got to be much. It could be the simplest things. I love you. Just tell them you love them and keep on going. Simple as that. They're going to they be so surprised because their mother and father probably ain't even telling them that. Sometimes kids want to hear that. So that's all I got to say. You know, just spread the love. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all we're doing. That's, that's how I, I like that to go down. You know, but I'm going to keep doing my part, Mr. And we're going to keep on supporting you. And we're going to be there to talk about it and make sure that we do whatever we need to do this upcoming year. Uh, Cheryl, what are your final thoughts for this evening? I think that everyone um, had very good um, suggestions. Um, I think that we need to reflect back on the things that did work and focus more on them and being active participants in the lives of youth and setting that example. And, you know, as I always say, whatever we do, we can always do better. All right. All right, Miss Egan, what are your final thoughts for this evening? Callers, and, and I just want to, you know, lead by example and, you know, and, um, and make sure that 2018 is more productive than 2017 was and can continue on the same path and 
you know, and continue to you know to do to do God's work and like Paula said, you know, you know, put the Bible first, pick up the Bible, read the Bible, you know, go to church, you know, put God first, and everything else will be you got a good guaranteed a good outcome. Uh, and Mr. Higgins, I want us to just the focus on this upcoming year to doing everything we can and encourage our kids to read, encourage our kids to uh, get more involved in, in just uh, video games. And if you're going to get on on um, social media, we need to find a way that you can use social media in a positive way and to get them more involved. We might even need to, to uh, have a spinoff on this show on Sundays to maybe having a show on Saturdays uh, for the youth. And see if we can get some youth on here to talk about what's going on with them on a personal level and how we can better serve them. Sometimes you have to ask the people you want to serve how to serve them. You know, sometimes we think we got the answers, but our youth might have the answers. Uh, so we need to be prepared, uh, Victoria, to support your your grandkids and to, to uh, have them on to talk about what it is they would like us as adults to be doing uh, so that we can get, you know, can personalize what our children needs are. Uh, we can have a show uh, that is uh, for the youth uh, that is on social media and, and and have it be a beneficial opportunity for kids to come on and to share their thoughts. Amen. 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 All right, guys. As always, you know, we can talk about this thing till we're blue in the face, but it's time, like you say, to take action and put our money where our mouth is. And so uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, in a week, a week and a half, um, two weeks from now, uh, Mr. Higgins, and let's talk about uh, maybe having or creating a show for the youth as we move forward. Yes, sir. No problem. Happy New right. Year to everyone. Yeah, happy, happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy All right. New take Year. care. We'll see you uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time as we want to make sure that your voices are heard loud and clear. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here. It makes you wanna